0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
0: I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. Listen to the Inside Carolina postgame podcast sponsored by Johnny T-Shirt. Got Dewey Burt with me, Dewey. I feel like I've seen this play before. Carolina loses to Florida State 65-59 in a game that was quite ugly overall. Carolina had some nice moments, just couldn't get it done against the Seminoles, losing by six down in Tallahassee.
1: Yeah, that's right. I feel bad for the guys because
0: their their limits
1: offensively really showed in a game where they played hard by and large and – They got some good stops, especially played well defensively in the first half, got an eight-point lead, and then had a really bad stretch to close the half, and uh, just went through that awful stretch in the second half where they flat-out couldn't score the basketball. Whatever it was, we missed 20 shots in a row, or it felt like 50, but uh, unfortunately, just not enough ways for us to score to, to get that one on the road. It was a winnable game.
0: Indeed, a winnable game. Uh, Looking at some stats, Cole Anthony, 5-for-22, 3-for-10, did have eight rebounds and 37 minutes, 16 points. Uh, Probably the thing that stood out the most, and it's really not surprising against Florida State's bigs, even though I don't think they have a dominant big like they have in the past, is Baycott and Brooks combined for 11 points and 10 rebounds. Definitely not what Carolina has to get from those two to beat a team like Florida State.
1: No, that's right. And now it's been two games with Cole back that those guys have struggled to find their way within the offense. I think that Armando, at a lot of times tonight, looked like a freshman. You know, he was over mass, overpowered, got the ball taken from him, which has happened at times this year. And Garrison didn't seem to have the same level of intensity on the offensive end, uh, really, really hunting his own and, and trying to get the ball in the basket, almost will the ball in the basket which he did a lot for us when Cole was out. So we've got to figure out a way to get a little bit more balance. It's just hard because so many possessions end with Cole with the ball in his hands with seven seconds on the shot clock. And it's like, here, go figure it out. And it's not really fair to him. And, and when you place someone in that, posi- uh, that position over and over and over, that's how you end up five for 22. Now, some of those, I think he could have made, uh, but I also think the guy was exhausted by you know by 12 minutes to go in the game remember he hasn't been playing for six weeks there's no way you can simulate game conditioning and so the bigs haven't helped him a ton Uh, they didn't get as many touches as they're used to getting it's just our offense lacked flow and obviously just flat couldn't put it in the basket and even then we were still in it with a small chance to win at the end just just couldn't put it in the basket simple as that
0: I think the game, and you mentioned building an eight-point lead, the game definitely turned the last two, two-and-a-half minutes of the first half. Um, Coach Williams made some substitutions there that, um, you know, looking back at it or looking at it as it happened, sort of were like, "What what is he doing type moments. But what did you see there? I mean, Carolina just did what they've done a lot this year. They They play well enough to get a nice lead, and then they just go in the tank for – two or three minutes straight in Florida State goes on that 9 run. I think that was the ball game. Even though we can talk about the second half more, that was the ball game to me.
1: That was a huge stretch, and you never want to rag on individuals or especially be tough on freshmen that have had such injury battles like Francis has, but he gave us really bad minutes when he came in. And assuming that's what you're referring to, when Coach put him in for a stretch to buy some guys a blow, and also – a chance to get Cole at the two because he was rolling in the first half and scoring the ball. And Jeremiah's minutes were just awful, unfortunately. He panicked on one drive and just threw it up against the backboard. He missed an open shot. He allowed two direct drives defensively, and, uh, you know, it went from an eight-point lead to a one-point deficit. Justin had a shot during that stretch, a pretty open three that we really could have used. It was five or six empty possessions in a row that let them right back into the game. They go into halftime with momentum. And even though in the second half we came out and got a lead of three or four or whatever it was, you could feel a shift at that point. And unfortunately it didn't get any better for us offensively, obviously with that big, that big drought. So uh, I'm sure people will question coaches substitution patterns and everything, but Francis has given us good minutes at times this year and we needed better out of him in that stretch.
0: Yeah, Cole plays thirty-seven minutes, which is just incredible. Francis had those three, but I think they were actually on the court together during that stretch. But it just a a a bad everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Carolina during that stretch. Florida State got back in it to take that one-point lead. I'm gonna talk about Johnny T-shirt right fast. Of course, great sponsors of this podcast, great sponsors of Inside Carolina, and they certainly have all the Carolina gear you could ever need. You got uh, the signing day party. Inside Carolina sign day party over at Hickory Tavern in Carver on Wednesday. Johnny T-shirt will be there in full with plenty of giveaways. If you can't make it there, go see him on Franklin Street and check them, check them out online, johnnytshirt.com. And, of course, if you're Inside Carolina Premium subscriber, you get 10% off every order online and in person. And, again, if you're around Chapel Hill, Carborough area on Wednesday, stop by Hickory Tavern, give Buck a heads up, let him know you're going to be there, so we can plan accordingly, and Johnny T-Shirt will have a lot of swag at Hickory Tavern in Carborough for the inside Carolina faithful. Dewey, let's talk about this stretch, this 11-minute stretch without making a basket. I, I mean, I don't know if I've seen that too many times ever, and certainly not from a North Carolina team. I know that this team is challenged, but I just don't think they're as bad as they've played this season, I mean, they're a few breaks and a couple injuries away from being sixteen and five, fifteen and six type team, but then they go eleven minutes against Florida State and simply can't put it in the basket. What is going on? Yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's just nothing is easy. You know, in the first half, we got a couple stops, we got out in transition. You could feel the difference of having a Cole Anthony just, just simply as it relates to pace and the way he moved the ball up the court was able to get below the free throw line with his penetration. And the second half, everything stagnated. We still got the stops because it's not like Florida State ran away with it. You know during the most of that stretch we were down, you know, three, then four, then six. It wasn't like we went down twenty. But we struggle to create anything in the half court offense. We don't screen well. Coaches over there Literally coaching movement, yelling for guys to cut and move because they stop and stare at Cole. I don't know why that is. I mean, I, I understand how good of a player he is and how talented he is. I'm certain they're not doing that in practice. So I don't know if it was the environment, being on the road, or what. But we didn't screen well. We didn't move well. We didn't create opportunities for others well. And like we talked about before, then there's seven, six, four seconds on the shot clock, and we just throw it to Cole and say, help, help us make a play and it's just completely unfair for him now did he turn the ball over some sure did he make some bad decisions sure but he's he's trying to force the issue trying to create something on so many of these possessions that we just don't help them they were switching everything switching high ball screens Their bigs, at least the the guys that aren't you know seven footers move pretty well they did a nice job handling Cole on switches and we just could not create anything but a contested look with less than five seconds on the shot clock
0: yeah and that's what's a little bit of my I don't know mind-boggling I've used that word a lot this this season is when he wasn't out there and they had that nice stretch I think I tweeted best four-minute stretch they've had since the Bahamas and he wasn't out there guys are moving Guys are being quick off the ball, getting in the open spots, and then when he's out there, they just they freeze up. I, it, it is... I don't,
1: and it wasn't like we were turning it over, right? I think we only had nine turnovers in the whole game, and Cole had three or four of them. So the rest of the team combined had five turnovers. I don't know why we just stagnate. It's a very strange – it's a strange thing because, like you said, before Cole came back the last couple games, the ball moved crisply, and he's a willing passer. I mean I know he dominates the ball and and dribbles a lot, but when guys are open, he moves the ball. He doesn't look guys off. It they stop moving. And it's not everybody else's fault. It's it's partly Cole and partly everybody else. But I don't understand that. It's and again, it's not that we were the ball over. We were just getting horribly contested shots every possession.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't I don't get it. I, I do not get it. And they'll need to figure it out because Duke's around the corner. That would certainly be a tough one. Let's talk about a couple players. Leaky Black, I thought there for a stretch or two, he looked like he could really affect the game. And, and he made some strong moves. He still got to get stronger at the rim, all that stuff. And the one thing he did that I did not like was there at the end, um, he, gave, he let the guy have a dunk. That guy's got to be shooting foul shots, in my opinion. Of course, I'm a little bit old school there towards the very end of the game, but he made a couple shots and banged a couple shots in there and had a nice steal. That's another guy that is just – I mean, what have you seen from him this season other than just, the uh, you know, every night out is inconsistency and it's not game to game. It
1: just leaves you wanting more, right? Uh, everybody, everybody who watches Leaky says, wow, look at the frame, look at the length, look at the natural ability. He glides around the court. He just leaves you wanting more. You know, it's he's less explosive than I think we all thought he was. And I don't know if that's injury related or that's how he's always been. You know, I'm not one that watches the guys when they play in high school, but just leaves you wanting more. You feel like he's oozing with potential and he is still young and didn't play much last year. So maybe he gets it later in his career, but it just feels like there's so much more there. Then you get and he shows these flashes, whether it's at the rim defensively, he's been pretty good. I thought he was good tonight. But on the offensive end, he's got so much size and ball handling capability and should have good vision and, and has shown the ability to make an outside shot or two. But he just I don't know what else to say other than leaves you wanting more.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's injury related. I think if he gets fully healthy, but he he's never going to be the most aggressive guy. And I've said it all year too. When he gets a smaller guy on him, he's got to go post up. Florida State did that a couple times with Keeling being a victim of that, and I think maybe Cole being a victim of that one or two times. But he he gets in leaky gets into passing lanes. He can make a difference on the floor if he can just get it figured out and get it all together. Maybe he'll be a guy like. Of bryce johnson kennedy meeks that we say he is what he is for three years and then something clicks and he's a lot better than he ever has been carolina certainly will need him in the future uh your thoughts on christian keeling's play and i'm sort of picking but he had 14 points five of 10 shooting i thought he looked somewhat comfortable out there he did not look happy to be sitting late um and i and I kind of like seeing that a little bit um, simply because he wanted it and he hasn't really wanted to take that shot all year. He took 10 shots tonight, which I would wagers his season high close to it, making five of them for 14 points.
1: But I thought he, along with Cole was probably the most aggressive player on the floor for us. He, he at least tried to take the fight to Florida state. He was willing to penetrate. He was willing to put his body on the line, willing to take big shots. I thought, At times, guys that are supposed to be shooters for us, Andrew Playtech, Justin Pierce, passed up open looks that they could have taken. And the problem with that, when you're in an offense that struggles to get good looks, when you get one and you don't take it, when your teammates expect you to take it, then the defense resets. And now you're back in five on five. We've talked a lot on this podcast about Coach Williams. One of his favorite adages is give the defense a chance to screw it up. And when you unpack that, what he means is if you set one great screen, that defender is then a little bit behind the person you screened for. Then the next great screen, the defender is that much more behind. Then the next great cut or great pass causes them to be milliseconds behind. And you add all those up and then defense makes a true mistake and you get a good look. Well, when you work the ball around for 25 seconds and you kick it to a shooter who should be prepared to catch and shoot and they don't shoot it, all the mistakes that you caused the defense to make by screening and cutting and moving and penetrating are washed away. And then we're back where we we, we talked again and, and Cole's got the ball with seven seconds. So I, as it relates to Christian, I thought he was a willing shooter was ready when the ball arrived to him, caught and let it fly and was willing to put his body on the line, penetrating to the rim as someone other than Cole, who was trying to make things happen, trying to create. So for me, can't remember all the games early on and how he played but for me tonight was his best game in that uniform
0: yeah i thought he looked aggressive he he shot a couple times maybe rushed a couple but certainly um, looked like a guy that could score some points for carolina like i said 14 points on five of 10 shooting carolina's what, 10, 10 and 12 now three and eight in the conference duke looming uh what goes on the rest of this week with duke game coming up do we Well, I would imagine having a couple days off,
1: trying to get healthy. You know, I heard the announcer say B-Rob could be out a couple weeks, which is obviously devastating because we could have used him, and he's probably able to make a shot or two during that stretch in the second half where we went ice cold. But they can get healthy. I can't imagine Cole is going to feel very good after that game, after how how many minutes he played and got physically beaten up. Refs didn't give him uh, much love, certainly not there at the end. And, uh, you know, we're still banged up. So guys need to get healthy. And as we always say, you throw the records out, you throw the rankings out for that game on Saturday. And we really need the Smith Center to try to help these boys along, especially with how they can go through stretches where they just struggle to score the ball. Duke is beatable. They're not as anywhere close to as good as they were last year from a talent perspective, from a depth perspective. So they're, they're beatable if we play better than we've been playing. Uh, But the ball's got to go in the basket. I mean, it's simple as that. Hopefully at home in the friendly confines, we have a little bit better shooting night and don't go so cold. And maybe we can get a shot at it. But I expect Cole to play great. He's going to, if everybody thinks, going to go pro after this year, this is his one home Duke game. He gets one. And I hope he has the opportunity to play great. I hope his teammates are there to help him, ready to shoot. And let's try to have less possessions where he has the ball with single-digit on the shot clock trying to figure something out uh just because it's such a difficult spot to be
0: in over and over again indeed carolina falls at florida state 65 59 8 and 10 overall three and eight or excuse me 10 and 12 overall three and eight in the conference with duke coming up this weekend dewey it's always a pleasure thanks Tommy. sorry for the audio everybody i'm on the road but hopefully it came through On the road, but still kicking out content. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody listening to the Inside Carolina postgame podcast sponsored by johnnytshirt.com.
1: Thanks for listening to another podcast from insidecarolina.com. Brought to you by johnnytshirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.